0: Do not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday. The show where we discuss these strange and unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry,
1: and I'm Allison.
0: And this week we are reviewing Cocaine Wars.
1: Cocaine Wars is kind of. The opposite of Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, in a way. <laughs> because when we talked about that, it was coming from the perspective of, like, drugs are bad and we were enjoying the drugs. But that was marijuana. This is a whole different ball game.
0: To be fair, cocaine is not the star of this film.
1: It does drive the plot. It
0: does drive the <laughs> plot, but it is not a good thing, because our star is John Schneider, you may recognize from the Dukes of Hazzard, and he's a undercover DEA agent.
1: Yeah, we should also mention that this is a film from 1985, and it's got this like sick airbrush cover, like that you would see on the side of a van somewhere.
0: That That's what caught my eye, so we picked up this tape, I was at, at Goodwill, and... There's grabbing a fuck ton of tapes, a bunch of horror, and I see this thing. I'm like, oh my god, this is pure schlock goodness. Yeah. And I was 100% right. We, this is the first time we've watched a movie and then immediately went to record it. We stopped. The movie ended like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Tops. And uh, so we're coming right off this, no pun intended, high of uh, <laughs> watching this film.
1: Yeah, Cocaine Wars is actually a Roger Corman film. And Roger Corman, for those of you who don't know, is like the king of the B-movie.
0: Absolutely like the king of schlock. He's got a long, long list of like, what, over 100 titles?
1: Like over 400 at this point. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. Yeah,
1: it's insane. So with Zone Troopers, which we reviewed last week, that was kind of based on the studio and the director and all that we had expectations going in and uh-huh. our expectations were not met. Right. I feel the cocaine wars it meets those expectations one hundred percent.
0: Absolutely one hundred percent. I am very happy with this film. I'm I'm gonna give it like right off the bat telling you I enjoyed every minute of this movie.
1: Wow, every minute.
0: Just about, yeah. Cause like a lot of B movies like this, the plot kinda chugs along and you're like, okay, and you get little chunks of enjoyableness or sometimes it's a so bad it's good and that's what you're enjoying for you're enjoying for its camp. This movie had a very simple yet somewhat hard to follow plot about people backstabbing each other, who's working for who, who's undercover and whatnot but once you put names to faces it's actually fairly easy to follow and in between all that you have an absolute fuck ton Of great action scenes
1: yeah this is what I would call a quintessential 1980s action film 100% beat by beat everything about it everything explodes yeah there's explosions (laughs) there's car chases there's guns there's sex there's did I say drugs there's drugs lots of drugs
0: Fortunately, there's only one sex scene. I always feel like sex scenes feel out of place in the movies like this, but yeah. there's only... what We see people having sex a couple times, but only, like, a glimpse. Like, when they kicked him out of the, uh, the room, and we need this room, and they kick him out. We only get oh, one yeah. actual sex scene.
1: Yeah. Um, between our leading characters. Yeah, the thing about this movie is, like, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, the thing is, is... The title of the movie is Cocaine Wars, and, I mean, that's what you get. Your expectations are, like, you get exactly what you sign up for. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were reading a lot of reviews before we watched it, just to see what people thought of it. They were pretty mixed. Um, A common thing that we saw was some people complain that the plot was slow, and I was scared because zone troopers has like the slowest plot of any movie i've probably ever seen yeah so i was like please not again Mm -hmm. i can't take one more week of a slow ass movie but um i will agree that the plot moves slow but the movie itself does not move slow right there's action and it's action right off the bat. And at first I was a little frustrated because I was like, I don't really know who these people are or what's going on. It was hard to follow. Yeah,
0: it immediately throws into you dealing with backstabbing and other stuff like that. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit, I already got to start following people getting killed and backstabbing over this and so on and so forth. Who's working for who? But you figure it out pretty quick. Yeah,
1: that like through... It's like through... In between the action sequences... They fill you in a little more on the plot, mm-hmm. and I like that, so that by the end of the movie, you have a full picture of who everyone is and what part they play in all of it.
0: Right, yeah, like, there's nothing, I don't feel it moves slow at all. I have ADD, you have ADD. <laughs> that person that reviewed that, that we saw, must have add d d d because... <laughs> it's this this is only like an 80 something minute film right it's mm-hmm. a it's an 83 minute movie yeah not a lot lot of time there and there is no real gaps no when you watch a lot of B movies you have lingering shots you have like dialogue that takes way too long and that wasn't what I was seeing here
1: no everything moves at a pretty quick pace which I mean, You know, for a movie about cocaine, I suppose that's appropriate. Yeah, that's
0: that's (laughs) fair. That
1: is fair. Um, It takes place in Argentina. So in the 1980s, Roger Corman produced a bunch of movies in Argentina. So there's a lot of Spanish in here. Some of their accents are kind of hard to understand. So we did have closed captions on um, to make sure we didn't miss anything in the story. And I just want to right off the bat bring that up because they were so funny to me like the music in this movie is tense synthesizer music and the closed captions let you know that constantly <laughs> it's like like every single fucking scene from the opening scene whenever there isn't dialogue it's always like tense synthesizer music um menacing synthesizer music exciting synthesizer music.
0: And it's not wrong, though.
1: It's not wrong. It is a very
0: apt explanation for what that music is. (laughs) I love the music in this, by the way.
1: It's definitely something you would listen to in your spare time. (laughs) If if
0: you listen to Synthwave, you would love this. Because, I mean, this is exactly what Synthwave is trying to convey. Synthwave is trying to channel the soundtrack to so many schlocky movies, so many horror movies, schlocky action, Yeah, and... This is a perfect example of what they are channeling when they make that music. And it's just my primary style of music I listen to. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I actually looked for the soundtrack after the movie wrapped. (laughs) Really? Yeah, before we moved everything to the table and started recording this, I was like, is there a soundtrack available for this? Is somebody else (laughs) in love with this soundtrack? Because I kind of am. Well, is there? No. (laughs) Oh. No, I'm frustrated with that. I feel like... Some of it did start to drone on, especially in the last action scene, where yeah. it started like I could hear the same like minute or two like looping.
1: The music got really bad towards the end. I think that like the the guy who made the music was probably like running out of ideas or time or something. Well, like, I
0: feel like they made it. He made like a two minute loop, right? Yeah, a two minute like like uh, electronic track for like an action scene, and then. That last action scene reminded me a bit of the movie Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. where it's just like one guy just kind of going all out, like killing a bunch of dudes, and right. and uh, I don't think he anticipated this that scene to go that long. Oh. <laughs> so it does kind of like loop, and it, it's a it's a very na- natural feeling loop. It doesn't feel like. It starts over very jarringly, but it does feel like okay, yeah. I've heard the same like do 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 like repeating drum synthesizer. Yeah, over I didn't. And
1: over. I didn't like the music at the end, but uh, yeah. I mean, this movie um reminded me of yeah, just action movies of the time, one hundred percent.
0: There's a lot of movies that were action movies of the time that like I what watch, and there's just so much just junk going on between every other action scene like yeah yeah, you'll get a, a car explosion and a car chase but then you have a lot of like i only want to say good exposition just a lot of long drawn out shots and no that didn't this didn't have it i feel like this is a bit of an underrated 80s action movie
1: would you consider this obscure
0: i would say it's fairly obscure because when I hear people talk about um, John Schneider, I don't hear them ever mention Cocaine Wars. Yeah. When I hear people talk about Roger Corman, I never hear him talk about Cocaine Wars. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, he's done a bajillion films, right? And everyone always talks about the same kind of handful. Um, I immediately think of his uh, Fantastic Four movie that that didn't get released. Right. But I do have a copy of. Mm-hmm. Um, which I actually enjoy a lot more than the... Uh, 19, no, 1999, 2000. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jessica Alba. Jessica
0: Alba. Yeah. Even though I loved Jessica Alba at the time, because, uh, I mean, I do have a Dark Angel tattoo. So, like, <laughs> I'm a big fan of hers, but I was not a big fan of that movie, and I would rather watch the, the Roger Corman movie.
1: Mm. Roger Corman is kind of like the Daniel Steele of schlocky movies. Yeah. Right? Like, just cranks them out.
0: I would say, though... Roger Corman has more originality than Danielle Steele. Yeah. Because. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Not everything takes place in Argentina.
1: Right. His
0: studio, I think, was based in Argentina?
1: At the time. He had Roger Corman, like, if you look up his Wikipedia page. It's nothing, like, the eras of his filmography are broken into the many different companies that he released shit under. Yeah. And all of, like, the legal troubles he went through and the reasons why he moved around from place to place so much. And it's just, it's really convoluted.
0: Sometimes he changed the, I know originally he had, like, Millennium Studios. Yeah. And the reason he got rid of Millennium Studios was because... One, no one could pronounce it, I guess. Mm-hmm. No one could spell it. Yep. And no one knew what it fucking meant.
1: Which is crazy. That's because crazy me. I'm like, dude, who the think fuck think is about that like, Millennium is? Like, Backstreet Boys' yeah. most
0: popular album. is Millennium? Yeah. To be fair, that was released in 1999. So everyone knew the word Millennium. At that point, because it was becoming, oh, we're entering a new millennium. Right. Because we were in 1999, everyone learned the word millennium because it was entering our lexicon because we're like, oh, the year 2000, that's a big deal, right? Millennium.
1: Willennium. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stop. We were... We were very familiar by then, but back in 85, people were like, what the fuck was the Millennium? I, I think
0: it was like, when did he get rid of that studio name? It was like way earlier, right? Um,
1: by early 1984. Yeah. So it was like um, right before this movie came out. So New Horizons is what he changed Millennium to. Mm-hmm. And that's what this film was distributed under. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. And then it like turned into Concord Pictures, which was also listed in the credits for this movie. Really? Yeah. It's kind of like I said, it's just really convoluted.
0: That's interesting. I didn't realize that last part. Oh, they did Slumber Party Massacre? Mm Mm-hmm. I just just watched Slumber Party Massacre too the other day.
1: Yeah. Yep, he's done... So much. It's it's honestly crazy. I'm Again, sure there's like,
0: a bunch of movies that I had no idea that he had any part in.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, like Piranha.
0: Yeah, I knew about that one. Though. That's a that's what I think everyone kind of thinks about when it comes to him. Yeah, we haven't touched on the plot or anything. Yet. We're just <laughs> we're just gushing about this great schlocky action yeah, film. Yeah, I
1: mean the plot. When I think of action movies, right? There's kind of okay. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for saying this every time I bring up this opinion that I have I tend to lose friends so if our subscriber count goes down for this I apologize but I think of Mad Max Fury Road and how everyone gushed over that movie so fucking hard and gave it 10 out of 10 like everyone loves it and you know it's a schlocky action movie with practical effects in you know current day, we don't see that so much anymore. So people were super impressed with it, and that's all well and good. But the thing was, is that when I first heard about Mad Max Fury Road, everyone was talking about it from this angle that it's this, like, feminist masterpiece, and all of the symbolism in it, and, like, all of the reviews that I read were very plot-centric. So, I went into watching the movie with this perspective that, like, okay, the plot is, like, a big fucking deal. Apparently, it really resonates with people. And so then I watched it with that perspective, and I came away with it, like, that plot sucks.
0: It's a pretty okay action movie. Like, I am the target audience for schlocky action movies. Don't get me wrong. And I still walk away from that movie going, well, that was all right.
1: Yeah, is it a ten out of ten? No, I don't think so. Because I think even when it
0: comes to like schlocky action, I still don't give it a ten out of ten.
1: No, and and you know what? Then when I express that opinion, I had plenty of people say the plot doesn't matter. It's all about the action. Like I like Mad Max Fury Road, and I watch it over and over again over the years because I think that the action is so great. And so I'm like, okay, well, can't we, can't we have like a good middle ground? You know, I feel that Cocaine Wars is actually like a pretty good middle (laughs) ground because it's like you get the explosions and the car chases and all that fun stuff, but you also get the plot, but the plot isn't trying to be anything more than it is. Like, if you're trying to tell me that the plot to Mad Max Fury Road is super important because it empowers women and all this shit, I'm like, I'm sorry. As, like, a woman, I just don't agree with that. I don't think- I don't feel empowered by it. But, like, I mean, not saying I feel empowered by Cocaine Wars, but I think that it's not trying to be anything greater than it is. It's just, look, there, there's politics involved, that's for sure, but it makes sense.
0: For the time being, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're dealing with drug smuggling and other kind of shit going on. And yeah, it makes sense. It's all relevant to 1985. Yeah. Cocaine was big.
1: Mm-hmm. It still is big. <laughs> it still is, but people are just more casual about it now. I bet. They say that um, the moment you become an adult is the moment you realize just how many people casually do coke. Yeah. That was, like, a moment for me where I was, like, oh, this is some serious shit, right? But people are just, like, nah.
0: <laughs> you just go to the bar with your friends and they, like, disappear to the bathroom for a minute and they come out totally different are like, oh. Yeah.
1: I had a spoon necklace once because I thought it was cool. It's a spoon necklace. It's, like, a necklace. Like, like, hippie chicks wear them that they're, like, for doing coke, you know? Oh. It's just, like, a little tiny spoon. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was cute. And, like, my friend was selling them on Etsy, and I want to support my friend. So I was like, yeah, you know. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Did you know at the time when it was <laughs> No, for? Oh I had no my idea. God. Yeah. Have you seen these, like, little nose vacuums? What? They look like a vacuum. Dude, so, like, in the back of magazines, you used to be able to find, like, cocaine ads, like, products to, like, carry your Coke. Little, like, vacuum-shaped, like, straws to carry around on your necklace that you could, like, fucking snort Coke with. Fucking all kinds of shit, like... I remember one review that we saw where the guy was like, I like the gunfights, I like the explosions, I like the car chases, I like the, the fight scenes in the bars. This was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that guy.
1: Yeah, this one resonates with me. They say, always a sucker for cars going off cliffs.
0: That was a great scene, except the very end of that scene where they got a long shot uh and they had a telephoto lens and they zoom in oh on the red God. jeep that they, that they threw down the down the side of the mountain because I assume they only had one Jeep.
1: <laughs> yeah, that zoom was bad. There it were was a out lot of focus. Of, there were a lot of out of focus shots in this movie. There yeah, yeah. I was just like It was disorienting. I didn't
0: notice them that much. This one was the one that was, like, really bad. And you can see, like, trying to find Mm -hmm. the fucking uh, Jeep. And then, like, zoom in. And it's like, oh, they had one shot at this. Yep. And like, fuck it. We're going to use this. This is what you got. (laughs) And uh, I got the box here. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at that cover.
1: Hey, it's another Home Video Express movie. Of course it was. (laughs)
0: Like, that's a... That's a, that's a good airbrush depiction of John Schneider. Yeah. It's a good depiction of Bo Duke.
1: Mhm.
0: Here's what the back of the box says.
1: All right.
0: John Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: stapler.
0: John Schneider is the DEA agent. <laughs> John, John Schneider takes on the awesome, vengeful power of a South American drug lord's vicious empire. This electrifying, action-adventure tale from award-winning director Hector... Oliveira, during a highly classified mission to crack down on ruthless cocaine czar Gonzalo Reyes, U.S. Drug Enforcement Agent Cliff Adams suddenly finds himself drawn into a maze of brutal assassination and violent political intrigue. Then, just as Adams is closing in on his prey, Reyes turns the tables by kidnapping the American's beautiful journalist girlfriend in a spectacular... Single-handed assault on the private army holding her hostage, Adams ignites the jungle in a blazing tropical apocalypse of sheer, unstoppable heroism. Wait, is that like they 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 literally just told us the whole movie?
1: Um, they left some stuff. They left a the lot
0: out, but uh, that's. That's actually like A to Z. That's the plot.
1: Yeah. So Cliff is an undercover DEA agent. Which
0: was a twist that we didn't see. Even though I had read in one of the reviews that he was a DEA agent, I forgot. Yeah. And then like I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, that makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah. But why is he? Why is he flying for this fucking drug cartel?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, oh, he's gonna bust him.
1: Yeah, because he's a he's a pilot. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's helping. This Reyes guy traffic the cocaine to Miami. hmm And let's see. So I guess Reyes owes Cliff money. $100,000. Hey,
0: Reyes, like, holds his airplane hostage, essentially. Yeah. Because- and he
1: says, you're going to take out my political opponent, and I'll pay you $200,000. But he doesn't want to take out his political opponent because... Um his political opponent whose name is uh, Marcelo. Marcelo.
0: Who we just started calling Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
1: yeah, because he's like the socialist party. He looks type like guy.
0: he looks like Harold Ramis, so he looks like Egon Spangler. <laughs> yeah. But he speaks like Bernie Sanders with a Hispanic accent. Yeah. That's basically Like
1: it. if Bernie Sanders was from Miami instead of <laughs> if
0: Bernie Sanders was, was running in Argentina. Yeah,
1: like... exactly. Because um, Marcelo is also a journalist, like he owns yeah
0: a, the newspaper.
1: Yeah, like the the leftist newspaper, basically, and he's trying to, um, Reyes expose the, the corruption.
0: Because is Reyes like the president?
1: Um, I think Reyes was like the leader of the police.
0: I thought that was the uh,
1: the general, the general man? dude. I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of complicated. Even after all of it, their roles in this whole thing are still a little complicated to me.
0: You know, there's a general dude, mm-hmm. that Reyes is in control of something in power. He has a he, he's in power somehow.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's got to be like the president yeah, or the something. The president
0: or a governor or some he has some. He's really
1: high up. In he the has government. some political
0: power someplace. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, basically, the people are all aware that this cocaine smuggling is going on and that they're using that as political leverage and paying what, people off.
0: What starts it out, though, is that like there's these Germans. Yeah. The movie starts with Cliff's friend getting killed mm-hmm. by Reyes' people. And it turns out that the Germans have been... Shorting Reyes. But when Reyes was getting kind of suspicious that he was being shorted money, they framed Ricky, a friend of Cliff.
1: Oh, who got killed? Uh,
0: he got killed. That's the opening shot.
1: Right, right.
0: No pun intended. Wait a
1: second. That was the guy that they drowned in the bucket, right?
0: At the very beginning of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was kind of like, his face had burns on it. Were they like drowning him in some kind of like acid? acid?
0: I didn't know his burns. I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, his face is all fucked up. Like, bleeding, his skin is peeling off. Like, it's like acid, but they're dunking his head in with their bare hands. So I'm like, how come his face got fucked up, but their hands didn't?
0: Because Roger Corman.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was just something that bothered me, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> because Roger Corman. Yep. Because budget.
1: Mm-hmm. This movie
0: says 1986 on the back of the box.
1: Interesting. Maybe that's when this specific VV- was Maybe
0: that's when the uh, VHS came out.
1: Media Home Entertainment. Wow, what an original name.
0: I mean, they did a lot of good stuff. I have their copy of uh, home- Halloween also. I think I have the media release for Nightmare on Elm Street also. I mean, uh, you
1: gotta admit it's a real shitty name, though.
0: At the time, when home media was becoming a new thing, they're like, we're the media people.
1: Yeah, I guess like media was probably if if millennium was a new word to them, media probably was too.
0: <laughs> we're media media, guys.
1: Millennium Media.
0: Some people are like, Well, you yeah, getting anything media? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh if you were to start your company for ice cream call it popsicle. Like like the popsicle brand popsicles, like Oh shit. Yeah, it's shit, man. Like because even when people even aren't even talking about you, they're talking about you. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you say it's generic. I say it's brilliant.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> so then the Germans, what's up with the Germans? Cliff
0: tells the Germans, motherfucker, I know what's up. I know that you have been shorting Reyes. And I know that's why Reyes killed Ricky. Mm. So watch your fucking back. And then the Germans put a hit out on Cliff. And uh, that's when they have a... Not Marcelo What's his fucking name? Manuel? They hire some other guy with a generic... Hispanic name with an M, <laughs> who shows up in a literal poncho. Yeah. At a fucking bar, and there's a bar fight, and... Uh,
1: he throws him through the window. Throws
0: him through the window after smashing his face in with a bottle of Jim Bean. <laughs> and then that's when Janet, his old girlfriend that they broke up with, walks in. And, uh, yeah,
1: Janet came to find him. Yeah. Because she's a journalist, and she wants to write about all of this stuff that's going on mm-hmm. with the cocaine war. Yeah.
0: And we found they broke up because of... Uh,
1: she doesn't approve of what he's doing.
0: Yeah, she's like, why the fuck are you working for Reyes? Why are you doing this? After that after that bar fight, they go back to like his hotel room that yeah. he's been staying in and stuff. Um, and then they start talking... And that's kind of when it comes out... We're, we're skipping a whole bunch of shit. But it's all inconsequential, like, action scenes, really.
1: Yeah. It's, uh,
0: that's when it comes out. He's a DEA agent. And,
1: yeah, he's undercover.
0: Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> well, you didn't ask.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: um, the only reason they broke up ever was because... She felt he was doing, like, shady shit, and she didn't want to be involved with a criminal. But when it turns out, oh, my God, you're undercover? Re- things are rekindled. If that was the only reason they broke up... Hey, you know it's like what we said the other day when we are talking about, like, people that break up and get back together?
1: Yeah. And I was
0: like, you know, sometimes people break up because one person hasn't grown yet, and then <laughs> they find out, you know, they grow later, and that was the only reason they broke up, and now that that's gone, they can get back together?
1: Sometimes, you know, they're... Actually, on an undercover mission, and they can't talk about it, and it just causes a rift, and they gotta go their separate ways. <laughs> and you know? then when it
0: comes to comes to light <laughs> that you know I'm not actually doing drug smuggling, I'm working as a DEA agent. <laughs> That's why I'm drug smuggling, and I'm gonna bust them soon. And then it's like, oh my god, I only couldn't. I still loved you, but I just didn't approve of you doing shady shit. hmm Now you're doing shady shit for the right reason. All right, yeah, this is fine. This is fine.
1: Yeah, so they get back together, I guess. They fuck. They fuck. So then, uh... What the fuck do they do after that?
0: Mmm, things explode.
1: Yeah. I feel like now, up until maybe the part where Janet's running away from all those guys, it's a little blurry.
0: There's just a lot of explosions. Yeah. And then... Cliff contacts Marcello and is like, you want to bust Reyes? Well, of course I do. Have anything to bust Reyes, happy fucking birthday. Well, he says Merry Christmas. But right. he like hands him this manila envelope with all this dirt on him. That's and he's right. like, run this in uh, the newspaper tomorrow.
1: That it's like, whatever it is, it's like juicy, very solid evidence of everything that's been going on. Because when he looks at it, he's like, this is enough to put him away for years
0: janet steals part of it
1: yeah because all she cares about is her scoop and mm-hmm. she has no moral compass besides that
0: she couldn't just like wait
1: janet is chaotic neutral
0: if no one else knew the story was going down why couldn't she just fucking wait
1: <laughs> i don't know
0: doesn't make any fucks of this. You, you have the insider information right mm-hmm. like just fucking wait for it right as they go to jail like you can bring out your whole story but like how Reyes got busted. You know what I mean? That's all she needed to do. But that's her downfall. So cuz she steals that shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when um that's when Cliff kind of just starts calling bluff on Reyes and on dictator guy whose name I don't remember.
1: I and just in my head I just call him General
0: Sidebar. I'm on IMDb right now. Mhm. Plot keywords. Reporter. Mm Mm-hmm. Cocaine. Mm Mm-hmm. Female nudity.
1: Briefly, but yes.
0: Head held underwater.
1: I don't know why you would particularly search for that. That concerns me, but okay.
0: Man tortured by electric shocks and nipples.
1: (laughs) Okay. The shit that people are looking up on IMDb. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you people? Are you Okay. Oh my God. Male torturing male, person in a car trunk thrown through a window,
0: water thrown into somebody's face,
1: polo, <laughs>
0: pushed off a building, person on fire, gun,
1: explosion,
0: car goes over a cliff,
1: bare chested male, <laughs>
0: bare breasts,
1: bare chested male bondage,
0: rack torture.
1: Central America. <laughs>
0: electric torture.
1: I have to say, it's really funny that under all of these tags, IMDB is like...
0: Is, is this, this relevant? relevant? <laughs> <laughs> like, people are tagging this with... People are tagging with man tortured by electric shocks and nipples. Is this relevant? <laughs> like, is this actually in this movie?
1: It, I mean, is it relevant to you? That's the real question. Like, is it... that what you want to see? Is that what you're seeking out?
0: I didn't seek it out, but it made me feel
1: things. (laughs) Dude, just real quick, I have to mention something just, like, fucking insane that I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday. What's up? Um, One of my followers had retweeted some account of this guy who is, like, has, like, an inflatable pool toy fetish. And... His entire Twitter profile is him just, like, getting in these inflatable suits and, like, rubbing against giant pool toys. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) That's his whole account. And I was just, like, scrolling through. I couldn't stop scrolling because it just kept going and going and going. It's fucking crazy. And so, you know what? people are into shit and like if they're into it they're really into it. So, you know what? Yeah, it doesn't part of my pun shock me that people on IMDb are like look, if the movie has a guy getting shocked in the nipples, like I want to see that. <laughs> I'm going to get together with other people on IMDb and I'm going to... We're I'm going gonna let to let them
0: know. Like, yeah. This is
1: it, guys. We're collectively going to tell each other whenever we find this in a movie so we can compile a database. This is why the we... internet was invented. Yes. <laughs> He's so... Uh... You ever seen any movies with where, where guy's getting shocked in the nipples? Do you know any movies like that? You should ask
0: Jared, your boss, if that ever happened at Blockbuster. Oh,
1: God. Hey, uh,
0: which, where's that man getting shocked in the nipples section? <laughs> so Allison's boss used to work at Blockbuster, and That's he was right. co-workers with one of my best friends, John, who was in our Buttercream Gang episode. Yes, yeah, He worked at Blockbuster world. with him.
1: Oh, where were we? The Germans.
0: Germans. Are we? No. The Germans are fucking dead. We're
1: past the Germans. Now. The Germans. Right, because he he ran the German guy off the cliff in the jeep, and that's when we got. Well, the first shizu. first
0: we get one of the Germans. The uh, the one that looks like uh, Boris from Goldeneye. <laughs> he tries to kill Cliff, and this is when we get Cliff's first one liner, because Cliff uh, he tries to kill Cliff and. He's, like, trying to run Cliff over, and Cliff somehow, I don't fucking remember, Cliff was, like, on his, like, the hood of his car, and he, like, reaches in through the window and he, like, gouges out this dude's eyes, and he, like, crashes into a building, and it explodes, and the car explodes, and then the building explodes afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh...
1: It's like that wouldn't happen, but okay. Then Janet's like,
0: "What happened?" And he's like, "Looks like he took a wrong turn."
1: <laughs> I expected the fucking like CSI Miami theme to start playing after that.
0: That's what, that was the first one-liner we got from, it. and he started giving more one-liners after that. Yeah, and uh, I love eighties action movie one-liners. I'm yeah. such a sucker for that kind of shit.
1: I mean, I'm glad that. It wasn't all he said, though. They right. really did, like, try to flesh out his character. He did
0: have... Yeah, he he had a lot, and uh, his one-liners weren't like, here's a zinger. It really reminds me of, like, how I fucking drop one-liners. <laughs> like, you just drop it nonchalantly. Like, this is a witty, snarky thing. Like, you just off-the-cuff come up with... It's annoying when people in real life drop a zinger, and you can see them, like, waiting for your response, especially if it's not fucking funny, and you don't laugh, and then they get upset that you're not laughing. It's like, sorry, dude, you're not fucking funny, all right? You're like Dane fucking Cook. Oh, boy. Don't get me started Dane fucking should Cook.
1: We, should we get started on Dane fucking Cook?
0: Jesus Christ. Dane Cook entered comedy because someone at college probably was like, you're really funny, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, Dane. Dane, tell them the story about the, the Burger King, the, the drive-thru. Oh,
0: oh, the, the pickles girl? Yeah, the pickles go, girl. Yeah, Here. the pickles. All right, all right. <laughs> so, so the pickles girl. All right, so so I worked at Burger King, right? And I got the job because my brother, he was the manager <laughs> for Burger King, right? you think they make it easier, but he was a fucking dick.
1: <laughs> 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 it's so true. It's just yelling. It's just screeching and yelling.
0: Stupid bleeder. Yeah. D- Dane, tell us a story about Super Bleeder. Oh, the Super Bleeder. Got it.
1: <laughs> I I think that it was, like, when he started getting into, like, the Superfinger stuff. What do you call it? Sufi? Like, once he started, like, running with that gag a lot, I was like, all right. Trying
0: to make a fucking catchphrase so yeah. he could, like, be And, relevant. like, a
1: symbol he could put on all his merch. I was like, meh.
0: I'm sorry, but the review comes off as kind of, like, haphazard because the plot's kind of just so inconsequential. Yeah. And this is a movie that's just, it's a series of gunfights and explosions. Oh, wait, we were talking about the, the last time we talked about the movie, (laughs) (laughs) the last time we talked about what's happening in this movie, we had uh, the German get killed. And then the other German gets killed on a cliff in a, Car chase on the cliff, yes. And the jeep explodes off the side of the cliff that we had already mentioned. And Cliff gets really ballsy, and he's telling Reyes, "I got you by the balls. Give me two million dollars."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Reyes won't budge. Reyes says he was gonna do it,
1: but was he though? He was, I don't believe anything he says.
0: He's like, Reyes was going to do it. He's like, I don't have that money on me. And he's like, well, I'll figure it fucking out. And then things escalated when um, General, what's his name, decided to raid Cliff's hotel room. Mm hmm.
1: Trying to find the papers, Trying right? Trying
0: to find papers. And Cliff, still feeling very bald, calls this dude and is like, man, it sure is a shame he came in. Raided right my room. Did you find what you were looking for? No, you didn't. And um, he's like, now you owe me two and a half million.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is getting more expensive by the minute. Yeah. And um, then on the news, fucking Janet's story breaks earlier than she wanted. She she sent, I guess she sent it off. We don't see how this happens. But I guess she sent it off to, like, her studio back in the States. Right. And they start doing this whole expose, and it throws a monkey wrench into everything. Mm-hmm. And Cliff's like, damn it, Janet!
1: <laughs> yeah. And shit hits the fan.
0: Shit hits the fan, because then, you know, it's all being exposed, and now fucking Cliff's trump card has been, like, basically taken from him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um...
1: So then we get, like, the torture scene.
0: He gets kidnapped, yeah, and, uh, the torture scene happens, and they're trying to find Janet, and she kills a guy on accident.
1: Yeah, Janet's, like, <sighs> running away from these fucking Reyes.
0: and this weird mall this thing. Yeah. It's almost like a mall, but it's not.
1: It's just a place where a lot of people are in the town. It's like, it's, it's
0: like a shop. It's like, it's like four stories. Yeah. It's like this mall. There's, like, butcher. there's, like... A, there was one sign that said it was a sandwich shop, and I was looking at the sandwiches. They sounded really fucking good, to be mm-hmm. fucking honest. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I could go for one of them.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, she kills a dude, and then, like... Uh,
1: Just when she's getting away, they catch her.
0: Marcella gets, Marcello gets captured also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the nipple torture scene. Yes. And...
1: Lest we forget... The nipple torture scene. Uh It's very important to some people, apparently.
0: Critical. This is hashtag nipple torture.
1: (laughs) Hashtag nipple torture. (laughs) You know I gotta search that tag now.
0: So, then, uh, somehow, I don't remember exactly how, Cliff turns the tables. And he beats the shit out of a uh, general dude mm-hmm. and they free marcello and he kills him he kills marcello by uh he's got him by the back of his hands he's got marcello shot they go outside and janet's friend that they were rendezvousing with is coming speeding along and cliff decides to just yeet general dude in front of this hernando's car mm-hmm. and hernando's like what the fuck yeah and like slams him and the entire windshield cry like cracks and they just leave this corpse of the general dude behind
1: i don't know why they would do that unless they were trying to make it look like an accident because they could have just killed him in that warehouse where they were being tortured i think
0: they were they were gonna kill him they just wanted to like not kill him in there for some reason and then they're like yeah fuck it here we go um, you know,
1: the old Argentinian superstition, don't ever kill someone in a warehouse. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> you learn as a child in Argentina, it's <laughs> like, uh, don't step on a crack, don't go underneath the ladder, don't break a mirror, don't kill a general in a warehouse. That's right. <laughs> it has to be outside.
1: They must be thrown in front of a moving vehicle. Yeah,
0: you can't just shoot them to kill. That's very, right. uh...
1: It's inhumane. <laughs>
0: we have to throw around the speedy
1: (laughs) make it quick for him (laughs) oh my god yeah so then
0: they're trying to kill uh Reyes is trying to really just take out um Cliff now Mm -hmm. because Reyes has Janet and Marcello goes to, like, a safe house, essentially, and...
1: He hides out at the brothel, doesn't he? Yeah, the safe house. Oh.
0: Yeah. He hides out the brothel slash safe house, and, um... Cliff decides to go one-man army and take on Reyes, and that's when you get this giant action scene that's very similar to the ending of Commando. Lots of things exploding, lots of gunshots, lots of gunfights. It's pretty it's just awesome. just
1: one guy taking on an entire army.
0: And um, then we get to this epic fight scene between Reyes and Cliff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they get disarmed. There's back and forth and... Uh,
1: Janet tries to help. Janet but picks the gun. She can't figure out how this. to
0: use the fucking machine gun. Which is fair. Now, to me, he came in a gun. I could figure out in, like, one second how to use it. But I feel like... He yeah,
1: Henry it. just, like, casually dropped in conversation a couple weeks ago. He's like, yeah, I can put together a gun blindfolded. Yeah, I, I, and he's just all, like... It's just a normal thing that people can do. And I'm like, that's amazing.
0: When you're in basic training, you don't nothing to do sometimes. <laughs> and so, like, you have your training M16A2 rifle... And you're supposed to learn how to disassemble and reassemble it and stuff like that. It's a thing to do with your hands. <laughs> it disassembles, you reassemble. I used to do this in class with like a fucking pen. Did you ever take, have those pens you could take apart just mm-hmm. and put it back together? You could just <laughs> take it apart, put it back together. It's the same fucking thing, except it's a gun. <laughs> and so we would race each other sometimes so you could do it. <laughs> then we would do it blindfolded. Sometimes I would just do it blindfold myself. Like, and then sometimes we would see so you could do it blindfolded faster than the other it's it was something to occupy our time (laughs) okay and the m16 is a very simple gun there's not a lot of moving parts and so yes i can do it blindfolded (laughs) i still can it's not hard
1: okay well i think it's cool okay i've never touched a gun so to me that's pretty cool (laughs) So... Guns are kind of, like, ethereal to me. I'm, like... I know they exist, but I've never touched one, so... It's, like... Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. So, this fucking fight scene between Cliff and Reyes... She,
0: like, she can't figure out how to shoot the gun. So then she, like, smacks him with it.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: then she still stands off in the corner. I feel like when they started tussling, she could have, like, just taken it and, like, swung it like a fucking hammer... At, like, the dude, right? But she just, like, is literally standing there like, oh, God, you what know do what? I do? She
1: didn't make things worse. This so, is true. like, I feel if you give a machine gun to somebody who doesn't know how to shoot it, especially if you're, like, you're on the ground wrestling with someone and you're moving around quickly, she could have, like, easily killed both of them on accident. Yeah,
0: maybe she, like, swung it and, like, they twist, yeah. and she actually hits fucking Cliff in the back of the head. Yeah,
1: so honestly, like, I'm not upset that she didn't y- like... You know,
0: I, if, if I was her, to you know how to use the gun, he doesn't know you don't know how to use the gun. Reyes didn't know she doesn't know how to use the gun. Hmm. That's when you just hold like, drop it, fucking Reyes, and you point <laughs> the gun at him.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Fucking drop it.
1: But you know what? I'm glad that we got the ending that we did.
0: Because it's fucking
1: rad. Because it is like one of the coolest kills I've ever seen in a movie. And I'm not the type of person who's, like, really obsessed with kills in movies. I'm really not even that big of a horror fan. I don't really like a lot of, like, grotesque, like, people dying and stuff. I'm not super into that. But, like, this kill was sick.
0: There's, cause like, this whole time this whole thing was happening, like, they were loading up a plane of Coke. Yeah. Right? And they are gonna, like, send off this shipment of Coke. And so there was Coke all around the place. And... Cliff has Reyes pinned down after been fighting they're all bloody and Cliff pulls out his K-bar knife from his like sheath on his leg which I called I said he was gonna do that <laughs> but I thought he was just gonna fucking stab him if you got a fucking knife you got an 8 inch knife on your fucking leg just pull it out and stab him he was him.
1: gonna slit his throat
0: right he was but gonna he, didn't. Throw- like- he has a pin on the ground he's gonna slit his throat and he sees the bag of coke and he grabs the giant ass bag it's like a kilo Slams it down in front of this fucker's face, slices it open, grabs him by the back of his head, slams his face into it, and so he's just like breathing in coke. He's like smothering him in coke. He's mm-hmm. suffocating. He pulls it up. You hear him gasping for breath, and then he just slams his face down there again. He's making his dude like just breathe in all of this cocaine, mm-hmm. and he'd already kind of like and then like uh, he gets up after doing that several times, and you see Ray is like on the ground like kind of twitching and at first like and then he starts walking away and he starts setting up like bombs essentially like, Cliff
1: is doing yeah
0: Cliff is setting up bombs because he sees all this like ether that they use to make to like fuel the like uh, fucking planes and shit and uh, we see the body twitch and I was like is that the actor like not knowing the shot's done or is that like him supposed to be like overdosing and then we see close-ups of him twitching and I'm like oh oh he's supposed to be like
1: mm-hmm. kind of like fucked he's up. fucked up Dude, did you hear about that story about the bear who got into the cocaine and then died? No. Yeah, dude, there was this grizzly bear, like, that found a shit ton of cocaine somewhere. I don't remember the exact scenario he was in, but it was, like, all over the news. And this grizzly bear got into a bunch of cocaine, and, like, then he died. And so, you know, those, like, 15 minutes was probably just a real wild ride for him. <laughs> But I was just thinking about that the whole time when Reyes is like, but you know what? It's like, it's kind of a callback to the beginning of like, that's how they killed Ricky. Oh yeah. His friend Ricky, they were dunking his face in the water, the acid or whatever that was Mm -hmm. and like drowned him in it. And so like, what more appropriate way to kill Reyes than to literally drown him in the drug that he's been peddling?
0: So then like, uh what's his name cliff then then cliff lights uh some alts of cocktail sort of things like on fire and he starts walking away with janet back to her plane and then we see cliff kind of like stumble awake and he could tell he's tripping he is like high as fuck. stumbles awake yeah this this, 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 this oh yeah reyes starts stumbling he like gets up he's like oh my god fuck 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 he's like Getting up and stumbling, hitting walls, knocking shit over. Um, And then Cliff gets to his plane, and then he just takes a couple shots with his gun at where this thing was, and it explodes. Yeah. And,
1: uh... Yeah, that Reyes is pretty fucked up, and it's like an episode of Half in the Bag, because he's, like, running around knocking shit off the walls. (laughs) He's like Rich Evans. (laughs) It's, Just knocking shit around,
0: and then they get into the plane after it explodes. And they turn it on, and
1: fly off into the sunset together.
0: <laughs> Janet turns the cliff, and says, "You look like shit."
1: And I was like, "Please let that be the last line of the movie, please." And then the credits start rolling. We both went,
0: "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> it's. So good! It is such good cheesy schlock. Yeah. I, I ate up every minute of this. I am keeping this fucking tape.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was better than I expected. We exceeded watch it again, my
0: expectations. I
1: don't know if I would watch it again. If like, I was
0: like smoking a lot of fucking weed,
1: I think this is the kind of movie where like maybe if you're, you're with a bunch of friends and you're all just like super drunk, like you're wasted. It's definitely the kind of movie that like. The- Because you don't really have to know what's going on with the plot. You can kind of put it on in the background and occasionally look over at it and see an explosion and be like, yeah, fuck yeah.
0: Like I get why the person said that the plot moves very slow because there's not a whole lot to the plot.
1: But there's also, like, a lot.
0: There's, yeah. The plot's very simple. There's a DEA agent. There is, he's moving drugs for a drug cartel undercover. Mm -hmm. And then... Things happen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's it. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, Cliff is moving drugs to Reyes. Reyes is doing moving drugs. Cliff is actually a DEA agent, and his ex girlfriend slash new girlfriend back together is a journalist. That's it. That's all there really is. Everybody else is just a like gear. Mm-hmm. It's just a cog in the machine yeah. for this plot, which is fine. That's how a plot in a movie should fucking be in all actuality.
1: It feels pretty realistic, honestly. Like, the story.
0: The only person whose name we didn't really get that, like, dies, that was, like, a good guy, was um Trucker Hat Guy. That was driving oh, the red truck, right. like, mm-hmm. and he gets shot in the face. Like, that was a... They might have said his name.
1: I don't even think they did. I don't know. You know they
0: only gave him a trucker hat so they could hide a squib.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um was was our zone troopers tape also a home video express? Yes. So did they not understand genres? Because On the Zone Troopers tape, it had a horror sticker on it, and it was definitely not a horror movie. Mm -hmm. This one has a drama sticker on it.
0: It also says Action Adventure, though, on the spine.
1: Yeah, like the actual print says Action Adventure. They had
0: another drama tape when we were there yesterday at the same Goodwill from Home Video Express. We should just go snag that. (laughs) That might be another action movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it says a drama. Like, this is an action movie. There's no mistaking that. I mean, there's
0: drama but not the kind of drama when i say oh yeah i like watching dramas
1: but it's like look you can't have action without drama it's a reason why action happens because there's an underlying drama causing things to explode and people to shoot each other and stuff like that's the point but like this is an action movie
0: you know it's hard for me to say because When I went to Home Video Express as a child, I mostly was in the child section and the (laughs) video game section.
1: Well, no wonder they went out of business. So. That was awesome. Wrapping up, what did you think of Cocaine Wars? Fucking
0: awesome. Yeah. I liked this movie a whole lot. Like I said, I'm going to keep this fucking VHS tape. This I grabbed because it looked like schlocky. Action and when I see schlocky action, I expect lulls. I expect lulls and lulls. I expect to laugh my ass off. I expect to be action. I also expect a lot of like time where there's not a lot going on, a lot of dead air. But that was not what I got with this, so this exceeded my expectations.
1: Yeah, it exceeded my expectations too um i i liked it it's not what i would say like my kind of movie i don't know if i would go out of my way to watch it just out of personal preference there's many other things i would prefer to watch before it but i mean i was expecting another zone trooper scenario like that movie really left a bad taste in my mouth where i was like you know the opening shot when we're seeing like you know, this kind of, like, military sort of stuff going on Mm -hmm. in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. I was like, please, God, no. Mm -hmm. Please, God, no. I cannot take this. But then, as I was watching and figuring stuff out, and the action started picking up, I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is pretty good. And I was following along, and I was interested. It's not a perfect movie. It's not, like, high-budget or really, like, great but I think that... There's not a more, lot of negatives. No, like, more people... I'm surprised more people don't talk about it.
0: There's there's not a lot of... Neg- there's more positives to this than negatives. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: 100%. There are some shots that are questionable. Like, some of the editing, to me, was questionable in the some most, parts.
0: The most problem, problematic editing was during the, like, not quite a mall scene. When she was running from the guys. It was hard to tell, like where they were at, where she was at. Because she would, like, be, like, ducking into, like, a storefront and all of a sudden she's, like, on the stairway again, like...
1: Yeah, there wasn't any continuity. I feel like they just shot a bunch of stuff with no idea of, like, how they were going to put it together. And then when they actually went to put it together, they're like, oh, this actually doesn't have any, like, continuity to it. So it was a little disorienting. But other than that, I mean... It was fine. I even... There were even some parts, like, there were parts that made me laugh intentionally, and there were parts that made me laugh unintentionally, and I think, like, what more can you ask for when it comes to... Yeah. ...entertaining movie? Yeah.
0: The... the, Some of the one-liners, the zingers were good, and it didn't feel like that was part of his personality.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's that's what is annoying when you're... It's like, oh, this person just... They just made this one... These one-liners for this person to deliver. That's all this is for. But, like, no, these were, like, they felt almost, the one-liners at first took a minute to grow because they felt almost natural. Like, they weren't almost intentional as one-liners, you know? It felt like when he said, how did, what happened? He took a wrong turn. It didn't feel like a, hey hello, kind of moment. It was just, like, You know what I mean? Like, is that part of the delivery that's a problem? Or is it just because, like, his whole entire character isn't, like, this Duke (laughs) Nukem-esque? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I felt that the characters were good. Like, you could make a, like, D&D-style character alignment chart, and you could put characters in the different positions. Like, they follow... They, like, stick to that. Their characters were consistent and fleshed out enough that it didn't detract from the story or the action. It I feel like this movie really is in that sweet spot. And so, yeah, overall I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for schlocky action that you probably haven't seen before, this is it. I want to say this is, this is it. It's good. There's... There's no dead air. Like anytime there's not shit blowing up or being chased or being shot, they are progressing the plot. Yeah. There's nothing no, everything is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no wasted dialogue. Right. No one's just rambling about other things. There's no B plots that go nowhere. It all happens for a reason, and so it is a coherent movie, which is not what I was expecting.
1: Yeah. I think you can actually watch this for free on Tubi right now.
0: It is for free on Tubi, and it is also available on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. So...
1: Yeah, so if you just want to, like, watch some 80s action...
0: This is it, dude. It's good. Yeah, check it out. This is definitely it.
1: This,
0: this This is staying... (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm i keeping as VHS. I am actually, the more I talk about it, the more I'm loving this movie.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, pretty good.
0: This is a cherished tape now. <laughs> this tape is definitely one that is like, this is a unknown gem. This this is it. This is what we've been trying to do. We found, we have found one. We have found a hidden gem.
1: It is, Cocaine Wars is definitely a hidden gem.
0: This is it. This is a hidden gem. No one talks about this fucking movie. Like, John Schneider doesn't fucking talk about it. Yeah,
1: it's not so obscure that you can't find it. Yeah. Or you can't find information on it. Because it
0: was put out by major distributors, and it had major actors in it, but it's just not fucking talked about. I don't know if it wasn't in theaters or what, if it was directed video.
1: I think it was just like... There were so many other action movies at the time that I think just stole the spotlight.
0: Yeah. That
1: it kind of, you know, in comparison, people probably. Just didn't care to see it or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's, there's something that happened and that shouldn't have been that way.
1: I don't know if it had a theatrical release. Yeah. I don't think it did.
0: Mm, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And especially because, like, I don't know, it's about cocaine. I don't know if Yeah, the, no, the 80s were the title
0: about it. doesn't lend itself to wanting to see it for a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah,
1: or even to, like, show it on TV or anything you, like you, that.
0: Yeah, you could have, they could have called it something else, like, you know, could they though they could have called it something else like trouble in argentina
1: (laughs) we will when it comes to discussing changing movie names oh my
0: god
1: this is a little foreshadow for our episode next week we'll get into that we'll talk all about that but movies just, with
0: alternative names. But
1: we're just going to leave it at that. Oh, We've got another little hidden gem for you guys Yeah, We
0: need more week. time to research that. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a lot. But uh, oh this one is, I mean, yeah, hidden gem.
0: Go, go check this out. Like, I swear. Go fucking watch Cocaine Wars on Tubi or Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah.
0: Or go find a VHS tape. Definitely go check this fucker out.
1: For sure. And also check us out at Punk Rock Flea Market next weekend. Saturday, May 8th from 12 to 6. We will be at the South Park Swap Meet event in the parking lot of Big Top Curiosity Shop at the Punk Rock Flea Market in Seattle. So if you're a local and you want to come check out our booth, we'll be selling tapes. We'll have VH Saturday merch. You can just come say hi.
0: We're going to have a fuck ton of tapes that we're going to be going through. We have zines from Strange Tape Zine. hmm Stickers. All kinds of shit. There's going to be over 32 vendors there. There's going to be a live DJ. There's food trucks. If you don't want to go to those food trucks, there's a a ton of bars and other food trucks in the area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
1: a-, a cool little uh, neighborhood. Yeah. And it's only $1 to get in, um, so make sure you bring an actual, like, physical dollar bill. Because
0: <laughs> that like, goes inside this, like, weird, like, like toy booth thingy.
1: It's, it's- like a... Like, like, you know, at fucking, at Taco Bell, they used to have those things that you would drop the coin in, and if you landed on a certain thing, you'd get, like, some free cinnamon twists or something. Yeah, It's like that, but, like, really Bigger. big, and it's got, like, a clown face on it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you drop a dollar in there, and you get in. Yeah, it's a cool event. Um, there's a lot of people selling some cool stuff, and there's, Big Top Curi- Curiosity Shop is insane. There's yeah, so much, like, weird shit there. Big Top
0: carries weird obscurities,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then they also have an entire wall dedicated to, like, serial killer stuff, like, stuff that was owned and used by, like, serial killers or, like, like just other real true crime shit. Oh, yeah. And you
1: want to buy a head in a jar? You yeah. You want some, like, actual human teeth? Like, you want creepy dolls? Those things aren't
0: for sale, but they are on display. So they have these we these crazy creepy displays that just that just make me tingle in all the right places.
1: Yeah, and they then, just have a bunch of weird shit,
0: and I love that. And then all the other vendors, there's I me, mean, there's CDs, there's records, there's cameras, there's a lot of T-shirts, there's vintage items, everything you Jewelry, can really find. Like, it is. It is a whole entire smorgasbord of whatever you're looking for. It's a buck to get in. Even if you don't end up buying anything, it's still a buck to come check it out.
1: Yeah, so if you're in the area, definitely swing by. We'll be there.
0: But until then...
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.
0: We'll see you next week. But until then, remember,
1: be kind, rewind. rewind.